the big thing to say is like you got to win the morning. Heavy requirements on them to lift heavy weights. The conversation has to be changed what you truly value. The right way and there's no wrong way. Become the source of struggle. I can't like, find myself in tears from the physical pain. You're listening to the Stephen Kinsler Podcast. Hey guys, welcome to the show. I'm Stephen Kinsler and this is episode 44. And on today's show, we're just going to talk a little bit about my training journey and what I feel or what people should be doing, what my uh, humble opinion I think people should be doing. Um, so getting it out of the way, starting off, like I suppose I started off with sports, uh, I grew up in a football family, uh, we played football, wasn't a massive fan of football, um, still not to this day. I appreciate sport. I really do. I appreciate pretty much all sport because, like, when you you understand the sport and you understand the level of what people do, it is pretty impressive. Uh, the dedication that you see from the the top athletes. Um, but football wasn't my thing, uh, and I could take it or leave it. I have no massive joy watching it. Uh, when I was uh, fourteen, I started playing. I was the guys I hung around in school played basketball, and I started playing basketball. And quickly, just like that, it was. I was bought in. I loved it. I loved everything about it. I loved the skill level. I loved the the speed that I had to be at. I loved just around the plays. Everything about basketball was literally me, and I like bought in one hundred percent. Got me to the point where I became, for where I was and the people I hung around with, I became quite good. Um, I remember going to North Carolina to training camps for two weeks, which was absolutely just one of the best experiences of my life. Um, and then we got our school to a final. That's the first time we ever got a school to a final. We did lose in the final, fortunately, uh, playing St. Andrews. Um, that's, yeah, if you, got, if you got to the final against St. Andrews, it's, it's a very tough one to win. Uh, well, for my school, and anyway. Uh, then went on to play some uh, club sports, uh, won a couple of trophies there, which was pretty cool. And then I kind of fell out of it because of just injuries. And there's no real correct warm-up procedures. Well, back then there wasn't properly warm-ups for sport. There was no proper cool-downs for sport. Uh, injuries, you generally just play true. And that was kind of the mentality of what it was. Uh, the gym side of things, though, I started going to the gym when I was, um, I think it was 18, 19, just kind of when I hit college because I was studying it in college. And I'd go and I'd just kind of do what other guys were doing. I didn't really have a structure or plan. It was like, oh, we're doing bench today, or we're doing chest day, or we're doing arms day, or we're doing leg day. Leg day was a rarity. Um, and then when it came to some cardiovascular work, I might do some the odd sprint training. I never really did anything crazy on um, cardiovascular machines. Just wasn't my gig, didn't really like it. Um, and then as I kind of finished college and went off into work in the fitness industry, uh, I ended up with a really, really serious injury for over a year and a half where uh, it literally prevented me from exercising at all. Um, and it took a very long time, uh, back injury, it took a very long time for me to get back into things. Um, but I got that injury through imbalances, from training correctly, not being coached, I suppose the biggest regret that I had, and again, it wasn't really done then, was having an actual coach coach you. That was first strength training. That was one of the things that I would regret the most in regards to my education and what I did. Not investing in that. Uh, so yeah, after all of that, 
just doing basic programs, I'd write my own, and then kind of lost all interest in fitness. Um, I was disillusioned by the industry where I worked. It was just, it just wasn't a good place to work. You, there was no path for growth. So um, I kind of left, I ended up traveling Australia. But in Australia is, I had no other option to find a job other than working in the fitness industry. I tried my best not to. And I ended up getting a job in a company called HealthWorks at the time in Brisbane. And I met, the, the manager was Emma and her brother worked there, Brent and a guy called Jeff Lamb. Now Brent and Jeff Lamb, these guys were serious. Brent was a turning pro boxer and he was the most intense guy when he trained. And uh, Jeff was a powerlifter, like his bench press was like 210, 220. I think he did a 230 at one point. Uh, just serious guys. And those guys showed me that the fitness injury, uh, the strength and conditioning injury, um, that just the fitness industry in general <clears throat> can be very good for you. Can You can do an awful lot in it. And if you have the right people surrounding you, like literally you can do pretty much anything. So started training back again, got into it in a big way, started understanding technique a little bit more, what's essential, what's needed. And then um, as I was coming close to finishing up in Australia, uh, I got introduced to CrossFit. I think there was at the time there was only one CrossFit in Australia. Um, and I was introduced to a workout which was a 20-minute arm wrap and it was thrusters, bear crawls, push-ups and box jumps or something stupid. And it completely destroyed me. And for some reason, I was kind of like, ooh, uh, I didn't believe you should do it every day, but uh, they were saying, oh, yeah, this thing called CrossFit. And so I looked it up, and I was like, this is crazy. And I'll, I'll admit, like, I, again, I bought into CrossFit. Uh, and like so many others, we bought in. It was a new challenge. It was kind of underground. It was in kind of warehouse gyms. And uh, I actually started my CrossFit training in commercial gyms, which is weird because people just thought you were a weirdo. Uh, trying to do all these funny movements but the education that you were getting introduced to was the first time I'd seen that in in the fitness industry where they would really kind of delve deeper into the technical side of movement patterns and what's good for you and what's bad for you um, so when I left Australia came home found I think there's only one CrossFit in Ireland it was in Tala uh, CrossFit Ireland it was called um, and we trained there for a while um and yeah that was that was my crossfit days uh really enjoyed it really loved it um i loved it i think because it was so small the community was like the community was so much better um not that i think there's anything wrong with the community now i'd say the only reason why the crossfit community doesn't work now is because it's too big it's not uh, you can't keep that community feel that was there Back in the day, um, geez, I feel like I'm old. Um, but yeah, like it's, and it was, it was simple. It was things like this, right? If you're walking, if you're in Belgium and you see a guy wearing a CrossFit top, you tend to stop them and go, hey, you CrossFit. And then there's a conversation there. Uh, you go to people's gyms and you're allowed to train. You can just rock in. I know some people still do that. A lot of gyms don't. Um, you just train away. And it was just, it was, it was more kind of, hey, we all do the same thing, we all get along, and we all have fun. And I think because it's grown so big, it's not really, um, it's not like that anymore. And a lot of people have left the CrossFit injury, but I believe the CrossFit 
for a lot of people was a gateway drug uh, in regards to it introduced you or exposed you to different methods of training. So there was like the CrossFit method, which people still do and a lot of people still do. Uh, and then there was Olympic weightlifting. So a lot of people that went joined CrossFit ended up becoming Olympic weightlifters or became like proper powerlifters because they realized they wanted to just do strength. Because you're being exposed to so many different things, you get to then find what's good for you and I suppose that's why multi-sports is really good for kids because uh, they get to try a bunch of different sports and that's the way we want to work it uh, and I was only speaking to uh, friends of mine who are from California uh, they were over and we we're having dinner and we we're talking about their kids and they were saying oh well they have baseball season uh, and then uh, uh, yeah so it's, uh, soccer season coming from September up to November October, uh, December and then in December then they go into basketball season and then after that come towards the summer they have soccer season and they get to do multi-sports and it's just the way it works and I, we don't do that here in Ireland properly I think that's like multi-sports is really good for kids because they have different seasons and it allows their bodies to rest a little bit in regards to the linear movement patterns that those sports are doing but back to what we were doing so I was into CrossFit I loved it I trained hard but then I start kind of finding a bit of a uh, a liking to Olympic weightlifting and I was not very good at it I was tight I was a mobile um, so eventually then I joined a weightlifting gym East Coast Barbell established 2012 I think it was established 2012 it was located in Bray it was rustic it was raw uh, but it was some serious fun and the guys I trained with most of them actually were like the time some of Ireland's best lifters my coaches, uh, Barry Kinsler, Wayne Healy, Sammy Dowling, um, Cole Bird. Like, if you were in weightlifting, you uh, you know those guys back then, especially. Uh, they were characters, especially Barry Kinsler was probably the biggest character. Um, and then uh, learning from them, understanding. But again, from that point of view, uh, looking back on it, there was a lot of help and a lot of technical corrections but again there still was a lot wrong with what how i did things and i don't think that was being addressed correctly even in, in, in crossfit and it's not not true any fault of the coach it's i was unaware of what i needed to be working on properly um and that was me but went to olympic lifting uh and then won my first ever competition yes i went and i think i won it with a <laughs> I, I think i won my first ever competition with a 77 kilo snatch i think it was um and that was impressive at the time uh it was embarrassing uh to say it but i won a, i won a trophy um so i'm very happy with that uh weightlifting was great but again after three and a half years it's a heavy slog uh and i was getting big like oh, i started at 28 my body was pretty broken and it was just getting worse i was getting picking up injuries meniscus tears shoulders wrists so I took a step back from that, kind of dipped back into CrossFit. And then for about four or five years, I was kind of going from Olympic lifting into CrossFit and just kind of mixing both of them. And then I fell into strength training. Uh, and I just started working on getting stronger again. And now where I'm at is... Oh, well, sorry. And then I got into back into more conditioning, CrossFit conditioning work. And then over COVID, I started doing a bit of running because I really, really hated running, and then I just got big into running, and yeah, now I do strength training and running, and very little bit of CrossFit, uh, or metabolic conditioning, it's all really the same, it's just a change of words, me, the 
what you do is the same. Um, and that is kind of my training journey up to now. Currently, I'm swimming a lot. Uh, I do well. I'm, I'm currently injured again, but I'm 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 running because I'm finding running is just something that. It, it now gives me headspace. I didn't like running at the start. I actually was anti-running for a long time. Um, but running kind of gives me a bit of headspace. And my goals have changed. Um, so that is my training journey. And a lot of people have different styles of training journeys. Uh, some people are more professional, where they had careers in what they were doing. And then some people just um, kind of went to the gym and just did their thing. Now, what is best for you and what is best for people in general look at a few things that i would make note of over the years is that a lot of the stuff that i did was wasn't wrong it was not coached correctly to me and what i mean by that if i was self-teaching or if i had coaches and some coaches uh, were absolutely amazing uh, and i and i'll always thank them but actually all my coaches i have uh I have a deep respect for some of them just didn't understand what was going on their job their intent was to help you their intent was actually my intent is to help you be better but their education was not up to the level that it needed to be to help people be better and it's through no fault of their own to a point obviously they were educating but they didn't really know um and again that can i can only say that because i can look back on it um, I can look back and see what was happening and I go, well, we could have done things so much better. But the intent was they were trying to do the best that they knew how to. And that's, in all fairness, that's most coaches out there. Most coaches out there are just doing the best, but their knowledge is not to the level that it could be. And it won't be until they gain more experience and if they're not educating themselves and going, going to courses and seminars, that's the way it's going to be. And unfortunately, that's the fitness industry. But the goal is, I'm sure for most coaches, it is not to harm anyone. Um, but a lot of stuff people get given is not good for them. Now, when it comes to what people should do, in my humble opinion, I believe that everyone should do strength training. I really do. I think you should be able to deadlift. I think you should be able to squat. You should be able to press away, push away, and uh, pull away above your head and carry something heavy. I honestly believe that if you do those kind of five things that you're on the road to success, um, strength will not only create bone density, muscle density, blood flow, lymphatic drainage, your fitness levels, everything goes up through strength training. It is the one thing that if I can only give someone one kind of way to train, I'd make them strength train. I'd make them strength train, hands down. And as we age, strength training is the thing that we need the most of. We need to be physically strong. Because our bodies start wasting away, our muscles start getting weaker, our, uh, our bones start getting weaker. And the only way to keep us going is to strength train. And on the other side, if you have damaged joints from sports or just from wear and tear, the muscle is the only thing that's going to help protect that. So you got to strength train. And as we age into our 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, literally the day you die, you should be doing strength training that week if you can. You should be doing something. And there's no... There's, it can't, there's none of this, oh, it's too late to start. You start anytime. The body is adaptable. It will start working. Yes, you won't be able to be like lifting crazy weights, but if you're getting stronger, that is the goal. If you can get up and down off the floor. And strength resistance training is doing something that put, creates a resistance against your body. So if getting up and down off the floor is really tough for you, that is resistance training. 
okay? So let's not like, oh, you need to be in a gym and like doing A, B, and C. You just need to be doing something. I believe that that is the best way you should train. But what is the best way for you? Okay, so after 20 odd years of coaching, training, seminars, coaching people, the best training method for you is what makes you happy. And that can be running, swimming, triathlons, uh, Zumba, spinning, um, bums and tums classes, booty shaking classes, dance classes, hikes, walks, doesn't matter. Strength training, Olympic lifting, CrossFit, um, bike ski, uh, uh, sweat rooms. It doesn't matter what it is. Does it make you happy? Are you enjoying it? Yes. If you're an athlete, it's different. You have to, you have to buy into, you have to do an awful lot more. Once it makes you happy, that's the thing. You're losing a bit of weight. You're feeling better. You have more energy and you feel happy. That is the goal. That is where you want to be. And that is what we want to see people do. We want people to be happy. Adding in a little bit of strength training. Yeah, that's going to make you better. 100%. 100% is going to make you a little bit better. Um, But you want to do something, uh, an activity that makes you happy, that makes you sweat, that kind of just gives you a little bit more energy, will work your muscles to a point. And if you're doing something that makes you happy, amazing. The only side, the only negative side of that is, is that over time, that repetitive movement pattern that you're doing will create an imbalance in your body. And the only way to offset that is strength training. I've said this before. If you're doing something that makes you happy, amazing. But if you're strength training on top of that, twice, three times a week, it doesn't have to be an hour, it can be half an hour. The benefit will allow you to do what you love to do even longer. And that's where people, that's what people need to know and understand. The more you do the thing that you love, and I see this all the time, is people then have to stop the thing they love because they can't do it anymore. Uh, guys that play golf can't play golf anymore or their swing goes to, to shit really because they can't swing the, the club anymore because their back's messed up and their shoulders and their hips are messed up. Guys that run, their knees are banged up. Triathletes are just like just done in from all the, the miles they've put in. Um, and anyone that does anything like uh, spinning your knees, your back, and you, you play sports, football, your hips, hockey, your lower back, rugby, obviously most people stop playing rugby at an early age. And then if you're doing that, it's it's going to create more pain and you're going to become resentful to the sport that you love to do. That's where strength training comes in. So doing what you love to do is amazing and do that makes you happy. But as you age, I firmly believe in my humble opinion that you should be adding some strength training in. It doesn't have to be a full-on crazy five-day-a-week, five-three-one method program. It just needs to be something that is going to create a balance back in your body to allow you to keep doing the things you love to do. Um, guys, that is it. I know it wasn't really... Um, yeah, it was an okay show. I like It was just something I wanted to kind of talk about because I, I have these conversations with people all the time. Uh, they tell me, oh, what should I be doing? I said, well, what do you want to do? And people, I have these conversations all the time. So um, I kind of wanted to just kind of get it out there and just explain like, a little bit about my training history. So I've had, I've done a fair bit in regards to training and what I do. Uh, I've been introduced to a bunch of different aspects and way to train. I kind of know what works 
I know what works for me. And then I know what I feel will get you the best benefits. And once you're doing something, it's better than nothing. And once you're doing something, it's better than nothing. And that is great. So if you're not moving and you start moving, we love it. If you're doing something more regularly, we love that too. If you start adding in some flexibility or mobility training, we love that too. And if you start adding some strength training, you're winning. And that is it. It's like there's always something to be done. There's always a better way to do it. And then there's, there's 101 million coaches out there telling you that their method is the method to do. That's not the case. People join FSM and they love it. People here 10 years. People join FSM and they don't love it. And they might like a different gym style of training. That's okay. That's okay. Some people join FSM or, and, and this is good. This is, firstly, this is every gym and they have no commitment. They don't want to work hard. And then we realize that to get what they want requires them to change who they are properly, then they don't want that. They feel like, oh, if I join a gym, I should get results. No, it's not the way it works. So then they stop turning up and then it's like, oh, well, I'm not really seeing results. Well, you stop turning up. Like, I don't care what you do, but if you do, if you're consistent for more than 12 weeks at one particular discipline of strength or fitness, and you're doing it minimum of three times a week, there is results happening to your body. People want this quick fix, it doesn't work, and then they have to justify why they're leaving, so then they create uh, something in their head to justify why they're leaving when realistically most people leave because they just weren't willing to do the work, or it's too hard for them, but unfortunately that's life. Life is hard. Uh, you've put your body in a position to get your body out of that position, might take you longer than it would be for someone else who doesn't isn't in the same position for you uh, as them. So that's kind of, uh, yeah, that's why I wanted to talk about this. Um, I've been I've been through a lot. I've had a lot of injuries through bad training and I wouldn't say bad coaching, just unawareness of coaching. And then my own ego as well, lifting one I probably shouldn't, uh, a big learning curve, but I think that's more a male ego thing than anything else. And yeah, so... Do something you love to do. Add a bit of strength training and you're winning. So guys, that is today's show. Uh, hope you enjoyed it. If you did, give us a like, post a comment. What are you doing? And again, if you subscribe to my channel, it means a lot to me. It helps the algorithm and it helps me kind of keep motivated to keep doing what I'm doing. We're going to be running, uh, getting some guests in. I already have a, a guest lined up. Uh, so there's going to be some guests coming on the show uh, and I'm looking forward to having them and sharing their stories with you. So till the next one, have a great day. The big thing I say is that you got to win the morning. Heavy requirements on them to lift heavy weights. The conversation has to be changed. What you truly value. The right way, there's no wrong way. Become the source of struggle. I can't like, find myself in tears from the physical pain. You're listening to the Stephen Kinsler Podcast.